mama chona le joseph ngutana mulo ke le le bolokwe le hlaba botswana le hlaba go ka le mao ka sebunu le hlaba le sa foroha mapafana mapafana a eja a ihalana a re kutla hape o eketsa motho wa wetsi welcome to the journey with mpo podcast a sacred space for healing love and rediscovering your life purpose introducing your host mpo Hello, Journey with Mpo friends and family. Welcome to our Jewel Celebration Day. Whoop, whoop. We don't normally air episodes on Tuesday, but we're celebrating on a Tuesday. <laughs> the show turns one year today, and we are humbled by your continuous support, commitment, and passion for the show. We have decided to celebrate you by gifting you with 10% off on our online store. You can find the code in our episode notes. Still on the note of celebration, the reason for our Tuesday episode, what better way to celebrate than with friends who have become family? In the studio with us today is Zarki Edwards. You may remember him from our very first episode titled Interview with Z from Baltimore. Today, we will be using his government name because in this episode, we are stepping off the poetry stage and sliding into the personal yet private life of Zarki. It has been a year since our first episode with him and as you can imagine, so much has changed. Hence, we asked him for a newly updated bio. He is currently the 2019 Hawaii and Aloha Grand Slam winner and founder of Hawaii Hip Hop Karaoke. Z is also the co-founder of the Lyrical Lounge and as a side gig, he's often available to MC corporate events on Oahu. Sarki, welcome to Journey with Mpo. Wow, <laughs> it's been a year. It's been a whole year. You've come a long way. Oh I'm God. loving the all the episodes and your whole feng shui you got up in here. <laughs> and um, thank you for that introduction. I um, It makes me sound a lot cooler than I am. Oh, so thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> okay, be honest. Ever since our name poem, how many people have pronounced your name incorrectly? Oh, so many. So <laughs> many. It's like, uh, people, especially at work, when they see my name tag, they still just, you know, go at it with a butcher knife, you know? So... <laughs> It's it. I'm I'm so used to it. You know, we we grew up with these names, so at this point we're used to it. But yeah. anyone had that has seen or heard that poem has said my name right. So okay. we set out to do something and we accomplished it, even if it's in a small way. Yes. We did it. So you know, we're good. We, Kumbaya. We yes, <laughs> we did it. And let's turn the tables a little bit. How many names have you messed up? <laughs> 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 I know why you asked me that. Um, for all of your listeners, me and Mpo, we were talking about it in our first episode, how we did, a, we co-hosted an event. Mm -hmm. And it was so funny because I'm calling people to the stage and I'm messing up people's names. <laughs> and it was, it was embarrassing. So um, I try to be more mindful of it, mm -hmm. very much so. But I have 
messed up people's names, yes. It's especially in Hawaii because mm. people's names here have a lot of letters. Yes. Like one of my one of my employees at my job, he has sixteen letters in his first name. What is his first name? His first name is uh Kahana Nui Ke Aloha. Oh, okay. Yes, so it's it's a lot. But when you've lived here for so long, you 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 know how to pronounce the letters, how they're supposed to be. Yeah. And yeah. so you'll be able to read it better. Yeah. But I do mess up people's names. So thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm yet to learn that. Four years after being on the island, I'm like, oof, how do I say this name again? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it can be it can be a challenge. Okay, so let's get this one out of the way from off the bat. When we recorded episode two of the show, you and I were Poetry Bodega members, a collective of artists on the island. In September of last year, due to a mismatch in personal and group mission, I branched off on my own. In February of this year, the group disintegrated. Now, as per normal standard, we as the JWM family continue to maintain a mind your business mindset. But for the people who may be listening, know what happened and have questions, what would you like to say to them? Oh, man. So, um, what happened was very unfortunate. Mm. Um, I still stand by my decision to leave. I uh, very much stand by the person who all of this happened to. Mm. Um and my heart is still heavy for them. Yeah. It's uh, very unfortunate for all the members that had to leave as well because mm-hmm. of the actions of one person because we worked very hard mm-hmm. to build up the group to where it was. And I mm-hmm. feel like we were at a really good place and we were going to be mm-hmm. at a very even better place yeah. throughout the year. And um, it was it was hard for all of that stuff to happen. Mm. Um, I would want everyone to know that um, I've learned a lot from that experience. Mm -hmm. I have recognized and taken ownership of my role Mm -hmm. in the experience Mm -hmm. and um, to take accountability for even like being in the space to allow it to happen. I would say that I didn't, like I know the individual, I was close with the individual Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew that their personality, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know to the extent in which they would go mm-hmm. to, um, and how they would, 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 would handle people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, I learned that along with everyone else. I think people think that I knew everything the whole time and mm-hmm. I was just there because it benefited me and stuff like that. And that's not the case. Like I learned a lot of stuff after everything happened too with Mm -hmm. everyone else. And I think we started on a very good note, you know, people would see us at the venue and think that's where it ended. But we had gatherings behind the scenes and conversations and organizations. And so though you and I left for different reasons, I still felt a loss of community in some way, you know, Mm -hmm. And so there was some good to be taken from it. It was not all bad. And what happened is very unfortunate. And I think it is a lesson to all of us. That is true. The loss of community was the really thing that hit me Mm -hmm. the most, you know, Mm because last time we were here uh, Mm -hmm. talking about the the group, Mm -hmm. 
we were talking about um, trying to immerse ourselves in it. Yeah. Uh, because it was becoming a bigger community. It was becoming more of a family and stuff yeah. like that. And we built that in that year. Yeah. And then to have it all gone so abruptly. Yeah. It's hard. It yeah. was really hard. I still haven't written a poem about it yet. Yeah. It's it's brewing, but it's yeah. not. It hasn't come out yet. But mm-hmm. it was it was definitely hard. But at the end of the day, um, everything is for a reason. The universe works the way mm-hmm. it is gonna work, regardless of how you feel about it. You mm-hmm. just got to go with it and mm-hmm. and trust the universe. And so, some things um, have come out of that that have been positive. Mm-hmm. So I just try to focus on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only way. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, I'm still going to place a little bit of focus on community. Mm-hmm. You've always been an amazing support system for the show. And a few weeks ago, you took it a step further by becoming a Patreon member. <laughs> Your active support has not been limited to just this show, but you continue to show the same support to many other artists and communities. What does community mean to you? Oh, well, um, it is an honor and a privilege to be a Patreon of this show <laughs> because this show is amazing and you are amazing. Thank you. And uh, I want to support in any way I can. Um, and that's what I feel community is, is support. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, people, like-minded people, mm-hmm. and they're just supporting each other, building each other up, mm-hmm. sharing their stuff. Like, it's, it's, it's nothing to share somebody's stuff. It's nothing to um, buy someone's stuff. It's, it's nothing to do those things, you know, but it means a lot to the person that you do it because yeah. even if like I even if you buy a book and you don't even read it, you bought it, mm-hmm. you know, you supported that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what it's about. So our community is all about uh, sharing and uplifting each other, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that's it's 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 beautiful. It's mm-hmm. very beautiful. Uh, the community that I've seen growing now is um, from the virtual open mics. It's yeah. it's a it's a community that's growing now because uh, everyone is locked away and stuff like that. So um, everyone is jumping on Instagram Live, mm-hmm. and what what is happening now is that um, you'll see the same people on all the Instagram Lives, and then we'll all talk to each other, and it feels like. It feels like that group of people that go to the open mics every week and you'll see the same group of people. Yeah. That's how it feels, but it's virtual. Yeah. None of us are in the same state, but mm-hmm. we see each other every week now. Mm-hmm. And that's a community too. And like, and now I can buy people's books and buy their merchandise and yeah. share their stuff. So um, I'm really, I'm really loving community aspects at yeah. this point, you know. Yeah. You're such an inspiration to me when it comes to that, because I look at you and go, okay, how is Z supporting the community and what ways can I find within my space and platform to continue to support community in a similar way? You know, so I look up to you. I'm like, okay, what is Zarki doing? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so we're going to jump into mainstream topics here a little bit. In recent times, men have been called on to uproot misogyny within their communities accept women as possibly far more than their equals and respect spaces created by and held for women. What is your take on this? Ooh, so it's your questions are <laughs> always so good. Sheesh. Oh, that was a good question. So, um, as you know, I have a, uh, the utmost respect for women mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. I have a, I have a poem about it as well. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Women are just 
to be honest, yo, to in my opinion, women are like better than men in a lot of different ways. Okay. Um, and for us to not even like us as a collective, not us individually, mm-hmm. but like historically, to not even see women as um equals is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, they can surpass us mm-hmm. in most categories. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh calling men out, uh and 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 showing a lot of support for women is definitely the way to go Mm -hmm. we can go so much farther with it Mm -hmm. we should go so much farther with it we Mm -hmm. will go so much farther with it Mm -hmm. um and and we need to we we need that and one thing we need to do is uh instill that in the in the young in the youth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh if we can raise people to be more respectful for women then uh, one day we will have a, a society to where as though it wouldn't even be a second thought. Yeah. And I think yeah. that um, a lot of this with the Me Too movement, the Time's Up movements, um, this is creating, we're going through the growing pains right now mm. of creating a better society. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are going to be opposed to it, you know, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, with calling these people out and now like men, men are afraid okay. to to disrespect women mm-hmm. and you should be yeah. you, you should be you shouldn't you shouldn't do it just basically out of respect for women mm-hmm. but now people have seen the consequences of it yeah. you know you you come at a woman wrong um you're gonna face consequences and and this is at a time where that's that's a, that's almost immediate yeah because for so long it hasn't been for mm-hmm. so long, you can say these things to women and they would just have to chalk it up and just keep it moving. Yeah. But now it's like you say these things to women, you do these things to women, it's immediate that something's going to, you're going to suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should always been. But mm-hmm. now it's like that now. And I think like we're going to see more of the benefits in the future mm-hmm. from this time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's amazing. I think it's great. Yeah. So we yeah. need to keep pushing. Keep pushing it women push it okay and i am here with you let me know how i can help because i i'm here yeah well you pretty much answer my next question which was going to be like how do you feel with the advent of male feminists you know because mm-hmm. i think we'll see more and more of that coming up yes so i have a okay i am careful to call myself a male feminist only because i don't want to take away from a feminist movement i don't want to do the typical man thing and just insert myself in here and be like (laughs) y'all the feminists well i'm a feminist too and it's like that's not my space y'all y'all are feminists y'all are women y'all are feminists y'all fighting for y'all rights i can be an ally but mm-hmm. I don't want to try to step in the light to be like, I'm a feminist too. Cause like, I don't want to take away from y'all light. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's y'all realm. And mm-hmm. I think that men, people of all, like whenever it's a movement going on, other people from other groups, they, they, they want to support, but sometimes they step in the light yeah. and you don't need to step in the light. This oh. isn't your fight, you okay. know, like get out of here with that. Yeah. Like support from the side. I support women from the side. I will help, but I'm very reluctant to call myself a feminist only because that's that's y'all space, mm. and I'll stay on this side. So well said. You know? Look at you. So much <laughs> growing. Look what a year's done. Oh man. Yes, you're right. That's <laughs> right. Okay, so we're gonna turn the spotlight on men, and maybe you, as my friend, you know, I'm gonna put you on the spotlight here. Okay. What does vulnerability mean to you? Hmm vulnerability Mm -hmm. so vulnerability is always the the act of being real Mm -hmm. and not really caring how people react to it Mm -hmm. um 
I have pieces that I get really deep with mm-hmm. and people are like, oh my God, like I probably wouldn't have been able to say that out loud. That's so vulnerable, you know, yeah. but with poetry, with just even with being a, a person, sometimes you, you gotta, you gotta be vulnerable. You can't be afraid to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people might try to use it against you, but mm-hmm. It's like you're not doing it for that. You're doing it because uh, sometimes, you know, you just got to get stuff off your chest. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to let people know with, with poetry, you let people know that it's okay to be vulnerable. And you let people know that even though um, you might be seen as someone who has it all together or something like that, mm-hmm. perceived like that from someone else, mm-hmm. um, you don't. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have a piece um, about my uh, anxiety that I have with talking to women yeah. yeah and um one of my male co-workers he was telling me um about his anxiety with operating big machinery that i was training him on mm-hmm. and i was like well i, I but he was embarrassed mm-hmm. to say about his anxiety he was embarrassed to say i got anxiety about this i don't really want to do it and i was mm-hmm. like bro i have anxiety too mm-hmm. you know and then just just being that vulnerable helped mm-hmm. him like okay well I feel like you understand me now. Mm-hmm. And so being vulnerable is, uh, it's not a bad thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely a, a, a way of letting people in and uh, just being real with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just got to be vulnerable. Yeah. You know, yeah. So Z keeps mentioning his poetry, and I just wanted to let you know that this is a double surprise day. So after this very episode, we're going to have one where we just focus on his poetry spotlight, back onto the stage, poetry with Z. (laughs) But in the meantime, what do you think are like some of the things that are maybe the stumbling blocks to men having issues with expressing that vulnerability? Like what's the stumbling block? Toxic masculinity is always <laughs> going to be the root of most of the reasons why men don't want to do things. Mm. Um, I am still battling with it. Yeah. I am not perfect. I love and have respect for women, but I am not perfect. Mm. And um, it that way of raising men and teaching them that you always got to be tough. You can't mm. you can't share things. You can't be soft. Um, that really keeps men from wanting to express themselves, wanting to even admit that they have feelings other than anger. Yeah. Um, a lot of men, they own the only emotion that they outwardly show is anger. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's toxic. It's toxic masculinity. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Uh, masculinity itself is not toxic. Okay. But yeah. there are traits of masculinity that are toxic and it keeps men from wanting to share things. It keeps them from wanting to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to get rid of that. We got to get rid of those things. But that's another thing that's going to come with the growing of our society and um, being more acceptance and more um, open to mm-hmm. doing things like that. Yeah. It's going to one of these days we're going to rid ourselves of toxic masculinity yeah. and of the societal stereotypes like men cannot cry like who said just cry on the head right you right know? yeah i'm one of my friends man every time he would get on stage he would cry uh get emotional yeah. and it's yeah. it's but it's okay yeah. you know it's it's not a bad thing to, mm-hmm. to cry because men have emotions men have a lot of emotions mm-hmm. uh a big reason oh actually um there was a poet 
and she was getting um, her name is Lyrical Faith. She's really good, mm-hmm. and she was getting interviewed, and and she was uh, asked, "Why do you think men uh, do better in slams sometimes than women do?" Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Well, I think it's because men are looked at as they shouldn't be expressing their emotions. So then when you got male poets." expressing their emotions like they can do on stage people are more drawn to that Mm. and i think that that is a that is definitely a thing like Mm -hmm. um men it shouldn't even be looked at as that way like oh you're expressing yourself i I love that because it's rare like man Mm. we should be able to express ourselves and and we 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 can do it like men if you're out there you hear this it's okay man express yourself cry a little bit it'll get your it'll it'll get some weight off your chest yeah it will it will definitely helps okay so i'm going to shine the spotlight on baltimore a little bit your favorite hometown (laughs) okay so in our first episode we spoke in depth about your perception of your hometown baltimore Ever since then, you have went back to visit several times. How different are you in that space, or do you automatically still switch back to the old you, yo? Man, ah, <laughs> uh, I, uh, man. <laughs> if you ask my friends, I am not the person. I mean, I'm definitely not the person that left there six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I go back, I, uh, I feel like I'm a little bit more and more different. I feel like the main thing is uh is empathy. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like I'm more empathetic because over there um survival skills mm-hmm. permeate themselves in you from uh from a young age. Yeah. And so you you have to look out for self a lot. Mm-hmm. You have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um when I came here and it's like meeting a lot more different type of people other than just my group of friends who are all like me, um, you get, you gain a bigger capacity for empathy. Mm. And so when I go back now, um, and I try to talk to them about it, Mm -hmm. they still looking at me like, Oh, that's that Hawaii stuff. (laughs) Like you didn't move to, you didn't became this and that. And, I ain't even going to tell you what my brother told me that happened when I moved to Hawaii. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's still a challenge. Well, I'm, I'm trying to learn that I don't have to change my friends. But the only reason why I really want to get it in their head is because they have kids. Mm. You know, and that lack of empathy is not going to help them um, raise kids in today's society because mm-hmm. uh, they are still in that Baltimore mentality, okay. and which is which is not all bad, but it's still like um, they 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 don't see. I don't think that they see that their kids are gonna be humans. Mm-hmm. Like they just see them as their kids. They're gonna be perfect. They're gonna be doing this and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go. Your kids are gonna be humans, bro, and they're gonna be like you. You know, they're gonna make their own decisions and things like that. So if you instill that, that if you have empathy now mm-hmm. for them more um, than just envisioning this, that they're going to be this way when they get older and mm-hmm. it's going to be like that. If you have more empathy now, then I think it'll it'll help them grow in a different way. Yeah. But teaching them that, that Baltimore mentality, it's going to set you and them up for a lot of harder times when they mm-hmm. get older. Um, because you're not going to be able to accept them if they're different than, if they turn out differently than, than you wanted them to. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's hard. Uh, but every time I go back, it's, I'm a little bit more and more different, but I mean, I'm always older. 
when we go back. And um, it's still, to this day, I still see some of my friends that do the same old things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's more that I've seen them grow more, at least in the sense of they're getting their lives together, Mm -hmm. which is good. Yeah. Uh, the state, the 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 state of the city of Baltimore as a whole hasn't changed that much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still um, high murder rate. Still, I read an article from last year. It's the number one place where you're most likely to get robbed. Mm-hmm. And so the state of Baltimore isn't that great. But um, I think that there's people there that want to see change. Okay. And um, a lot of poets that I've met from Baltimore. They are in there talking to kids. They're in there teaching mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they want change. So uh, I think Baltimore is, it has a lot of potential to be great again. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's, it's coming along. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you have the same views I do. Um, you speak about the Hawaii thing, you know, your mm-hmm. brother thinks you moved to Hawaii. And then, mm-hmm. so that was going to be my next question. Like, I've been thinking and feeling remorse about how harshly I've sometimes judged where I come from, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. the people and everything that goes on there. Do you ever feel like, you know, maybe Hawaii gave you a big head and maybe there is nothing wrong with where mm-hmm. you come from, but it's maybe Hawaii that's kind of changed you? Uh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a really good question. Wow. Somewhat. Mm-hmm. I I think it has made me more um of an idealist, more of we can all get along. Yeah. You know, like cause out here is a lot more peaceful. Mm-hmm. And but I have to I do keep realizing that it's it's not like that in Baltimore. When you go back to Baltimore, man, you can't just go anywhere you want. You can't yeah. just just do things like that and um I think Hawaii has changed that that narrative where I feel like everybody can just get along. Yeah. We can all we, we can, can just all... so buy lace and be happy. Yeah, <laughs> man, like we can do that. And 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 I have I mean, it has made me step back and look at Baltimore to a sense of um I see the the systems that are in place mm-hmm. that um definitely keep us where the system wants us to be. Mm. Um so I do think that in that aspect, I'm grateful because now I can you can you can point at something and be like, okay, here's the problem. So now mm-hmm. maybe we could we can we can try to to change it. Mm-hmm. But um, I always have to remember that a lot of people that live there they're living their lives the best way they can. Mm-hmm. The they're they're doing whatever they can do to survive. Yeah. And so I can't forget that I can't I can't tell people like, oh, you should do this and this mm-hmm. and that. Because it's like, yo, they're just trying to live, you know, and yeah. they, they don't have the opportunities that other people have, yeah. you know, like they don't have the opportunity that I had to move. Mm. Um, and so I have to keep remembering that. And my friends, they definitely met, remind me of that. Yeah. They definitely remind me of that, of like, well, you moved, bro. Like, I can't move. I can't just leave yeah. here. This is then this is how it is here. So yeah. product of their environments. Mm. And uh, I got to I got to remember that. Yeah, I've been trying to remember that more often. Like you, and for me, it's different. You know, they say South Africa is a third world country. Not exactly, but mm. in some respects. And so I have to think about you, spoiled brat. Are mm. you speaking from your plethora in America, or are you really empathizing and putting yourself in your sh- in the people who are in South Africa's shoes and saying? 
what would I do if I were in the exact same situation? Because it's easy. You could walk to the beach. You have a couple of dollars in your account and mm. you start to feel a little fancy, but mm. you forget, right? Something about it is like, okay, it's not that easy. Mm. You know, you forget how blessed and how lucky you are. And even advice can come across as being judgmental. Like yeah. you just stuck up in your old ways and you just don't want to change. Like Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I've got into arguments with my friends because of that and they'd be like man you don't know how it is here you moved and i'm like well i used to live here but then again it is like i've moved and i don't have to worry about a lot of things anymore and then i come over and be like well you could do this and this and this and they're like man you speaking from a whole different perspective now yeah because you don't you don't live here anymore bro it's not it's not the way that you think it is and and the main thing with me too is like like black unity like i want black people to support each other you know and i'll tell them that but then again there's not everybody's not on that same thing Mm -hmm. so like like i always have this vision of me going back and trying to unify people and then them like coming at me because like people everybody don't want that some people are just you know they surviving and the only way they can survive is to get over on the next man and 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 the whole neighborhood is black, so everybody's getting over on each other. But that's how they gotta be, and I feel like it doesn't have to be that way. But that's me from Hawaii mm-hmm. speaking from my my high horse, I guess you know, <laughs> and not realizing that yeah, I'll go over there and be like, yeah, bro, like we should we should piece it up. We should all be kumbaya, mm-hmm. and then these people be like, yeah, 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 come over here, and then I'll be tied Stabbed up in the a, back. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be tied up in an alley somewhere. <laughs> Like, with nothing but my Black Panthers t-shirt. Like, you know, dang, you know, we could have did it. So, yeah, I have to be careful of that, too. And I apologize to all of my friends if I come out that way. But We you know, love you. It comes from a place of love. You know, yeah. we wish we could ship a little bit of what happens in Hawaii to everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't... I know sometimes it sounds like it comes from a judgmental and know-it-all place, but it comes from a place of deep love. You know, we see it every day here. We experience it every day. Mm -hmm. And all we want for is for the people who we grew up with to have the same things. Exactly. And the one thing about Hawaii that I love is how how unified the people can be here. Example, Mm -hmm. I went to this uh, uh, MMA fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Bellator. They came here for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. There, um, the main event was a woman who's a fighter from here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, this was her first time fighting uh, in Hawaii from Bellator. She was the champion. She was defending her title. Okay. The the energy in that room mm-hmm. almost brought me to tears. There were people crying all over the place because yeah. just the unification in, in the culture yeah. and like that. Was, she came out to this song and everybody knew the song and then she did this chant and. Everybody at the place is doing the same chant. Like, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Like, I was just in there. And, like, everybody's doing the chant. And you can tell that that's coming from a real ancestral, Mm. like, primal place from deep within those people, you know. And that unification, I'm like, man, it's likely if you get this many black people in a room, somebody going to fight. You know, and that's like not judgmental. That's like facts. You know, that's going to, that's what happens. But it's like here, it was like so beautiful. To see all of these people just coming together and just being just a, a, a community of love in that space. And then when she won, oh my God, that place almost <laughs> fell to the ground. It was crazy. And I'm like, yo, uh, it, it comes from a place of I see that it can happen. And I want it to happen with us. You know, so it's like 
it's it's not it, like you said. It's, we're not trying to come from a judgmental place. It's coming from a deep love. Yeah. It's like it's like it's not that it's just so idealistic. Maybe it can happen. It's like no, I see examples of yeah. it happening right yeah. now, yeah. and I would love for it to happen with us. But it's a lot more complicated than we would like mm. to 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 admit that it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And that's what I think. I always tell people that was the brilliance in apartheid. You know, it didn't just segregate the whites from the blacks. It went into the black communities and separated them according to their tribes, too. Mm -hmm. So they didn't just put black people up against white people. They put black people up against black people. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like, get mm -hmm. out of that. Come on. Yes, yes. that's the same thing they did here. With um, American slavery, with mm -hmm. uh, segregation, they pinned um, us against each other. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, I believe, I know David Banner says it a lot, but I believe it was uh, Malcolm X that started it talking about uh, desegregation is going to hurt us more than it's going to help us. Mm -hmm. Because it takes, well, when we were segregated in the 60s, mm -hmm. um, yes, they did underfund and all that stuff black towns but we have more sense of community it's like this is our town we're all black we all gonna look out for each other mm -hmm. you know and anybody come up in here starting stuff we all riding together because we're a community mm -hmm. and once we started to uh integrate into white society and mm -hmm. that's the big thing with malcolm x he's like y'all want to integrate into these white societies because you need acceptance mm -hmm. from from them you need their acceptance that's why you mm -hmm. want to be like them instead of us building our community the way that it is yeah. you're going to leave the community and be like them and that's a big way that they turn us to turn us against each other mm -hmm. because now you got more wealthy black people who are just going to take their money and run with it and then they're leaving mm -hmm. like everyone else behind and then uh, the, the the neighborhoods that they leave behind start to um, degrade, I guess. It definitely did the same thing, whereas though it turned ourselves against each other. And then it's always that racial tension between white and black. Mm -hmm. And then and that's a big reason why Baltimore are the way it is, is because it is the tension between white and black, but it's a bigger tension between black and black. Mm -hmm. And that's that's very unfortunate. And that's the, that's one thing that I would love to change with uh in some way i would love to change that but you know maybe it's just me being you know idealistic i guess <laughs> <laughs> we can dream a little bit manifest a little bit let's do it manifest yeah. that yes oh my goodness okay so spotlight on love and relationships oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is your definition of love Oh, definition of love. Mm. Mm. That's a complicated question. Definition of love is, I mean, caring mm -hmm. on a deep level, mm -hmm. um, communication, mm -hmm. um, just really having that connection of energies. Mm. I think that's a big part of love. Is I think it's like a, let me go real philosophical on you. An <laughs> intertwinement of two like energies yeah. coming together to complement each other. Mm. That would be love mm -hmm. for me. Oof. I got goosebumps. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a poet, you know, I gotta sometimes it comes out that way. <laughs> 
Okay, have you ever been afraid to give or receive love? I feel like we've all been there. Oh yes, oh yes. Um, afraid to give love because you're not sure if you're gonna get it back. Mm. Um, that is a, I think that has been more my experience because I have been with multiple people who I feel as though I was way more invested than they were. Mm. And um, that sucks, man, it sucks, it sucks. Yeah. And so, um, and of course, we learn from those experiences and take them with us. So you will be really reluctant to give your love away mm-hmm. after going through that multiple times. It's, yeah. it's, it's difficult to receive love too because you're scared to let that person down. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I can't love you the way that you should be. Okay. Maybe I don't even deserve it because yeah. I know my demons and you don't. Yeah. So that is a, a scary thing too to receive someone's love, um, and there and it's pressure. So like, it's, it's an expectation, right, to mm-hmm. be that responsible party mm-hmm. of someone's gift of love. Like this is my love, and now you're responsible. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That responsibility can be tough because, like, even it, even because. You're dealing with your own things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then someone gives you it's another thing to deal with. I mean, don't get me wrong, love can be amazing, love mm-hmm. can be really supportive, really, really dope. Mm-hmm. But, um, it is an aspect of I have to take care of this, I have mm-hmm. to curate this, I have to, you know, be here for this person that's trusting me with this, yeah. and it can be hard and it can push you away. Um, in some instances um, and my experience with it sometimes I do want to try to back away mm-hmm. um, because I have myself I have toxic traits mm-hmm. I definitely do and I would not I'm working on them I'm mm-hmm. not proud of it mm-hmm. by far mm-hmm. um, I have definitely not been the best person to be in love with mm-hmm. and so I'm still working on that and it's scary knowing that yeah. And then having someone wanting to give you their love and they don't all the way know that too. Mm. So it's like, it can be scary. So many good things you're coming up with there, you know, knowing your demons and having full awareness of who you are. Though that may not be the most perfect person on the planet, you mm-hmm. still know who you are and you acknowledge that and then say, I don't know if I can be trusted with your love. Like that's a a whole different level of transparency. And I think it resonates with me. I think of something someone else once said to me, you can learn love from those who choose not to love you too. Mm. you know like Mm -hmm. you can still receive love in that way like it is you saying okay i may not be ready i may not be the right person i cannot handle your love and though it may be good it's just not for me that's love too Mm -hmm. like that declining of someone else's love is still love wow (laughs) you just really dropped some knowledge on me because i can Man, I can really learn from that because I tend to sometimes, yeah, I get excited. You know, you get excited when someone, when you have feelings for someone and they do that. But you got to be able to look at, like, at your demons and be like, maybe you got to have that courage to 
decline that love mm-hmm. because you know yourself and you might not be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, even ex- especially in recent times, mm-hmm. where I could have definitely done that and saved myself and that person a lot of time, mm-hmm. patience, heartache, mm-hmm. and stuff like that if I was courageous enough to do that. Mm-hmm. So that is that is definitely just amazing advice yeah. that you just gave me. Thank I should you. learn how to take it too. Oh man, yo, <laughs> pe- yo, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I give people advice all the time and I'd be like, dang man, I should apply that. That's good stuff. <laughs> I think we should record ourselves and then like play ourselves again yes. and be like, oh yeah, that's pretty good advice. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. This guy's name Zarki. He said some really good stuff. Maybe you should listen to that guy. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so dating in Hawaii can be hard. People either move here with their significant others or they're already in relationships. Mm. What has the dating life been like for you? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I keep digging, yeah. <laughs> like, get out of my space, yo. <laughs> yo, I like it. I like it. Dating. Dating has not been that great for me, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Um, on top of a lot of people not being single. On top of me not liking dating websites because um, it's a lot going into trying to start conversation um and then actually meeting up with someone Mm -hmm. those things can be difficult i don't really like being on my phone so that's another aspect of it Mm -hmm. um on top of my very hard um very deep anxiety when it comes to talking to women that i don't know Mm -hmm. uh that definitely doesn't help yeah so dating for me can be difficult Mm -hmm. um but uh I mean it, it hasn't been all bad. Yeah. Uh but on top of me dealing with my own issues, sometimes I think that I feel like I push myself into a situation with someone else um without resolving my own issues. Mm-hmm. Like my last relationship that I had that I talked about when I was here the last time, mm-hmm. um, that one didn't end well and it really affected me greatly Mm. and I didn't know to the extent until I got into a new relationship and then I realized that maybe I shouldn't have been in that relationship yet yeah so I'm still dealing with that and I feel like at this point now that I'm not with anyone Mm. I should I'm really trying to deal with these issues and these things before I try to put myself out there and date someone else so yeah and uh quarantine has helped Mm-hmm. because you know i can't go anywhere and talk to people and then all you have is these dating sites and i'm really not a fan of them yeah. so it, it helps to be able to sit down and just deal with your own stuff think about mm-hmm. it write about it stuff like that but um i am i am single <laughs> so <laughs> there he um, said it ladies i didn't even I, have to ask <laughs> you know i will say that and i will leave that there <laughs> <laughs> so you talk about you know how your last relationship may have left you like in a somewhat of a not so good mental state right mm-hmm. so i say 
when done wrong, relationships can negatively affect one's mental health. Mm-hmm. What would you say are some of the steps both men and women can take to ensure that their experiences are of a positive nature? Like, what can we do? Is it maybe saying, I'm not ready? You know, knowing one, maybe let's do a list of five. One, knowing when you're not ready. Mm. Two, acknowledging when you still have some stuff to work through and maybe to be open about it so that the next person knows that you're working through some stuff, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> three. Um, yes, uh, honesty. Honesty is something that, to be honest, mm. I struggled with because of, um, you know, toxic traits that I've exhibited. Um, not always being in um, relationships or even like any type of situationship mm-hmm. to where as though you could be honest uh, because you feel as though like you're trying to protect people's feelings but it's like it's not that you're trying to you're trying to cover your own but mm-hmm. you know um, so being honest with people and yourself that is definitely something you could do um, I think though you say honesty and I've met people who say they want the truth but don't receive the truth well <laughs> that is another aspect. and that can make telling the truth hard right mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. like okay you say you want it and i lay it down here and you're chopping my head down yes <laughs> that is true as well that is definitely true and that that has been my experience a lot and i think that has definitely curated me mm-hmm. to try to like little white lies just to avoid mm-hmm. conflict mm-hmm. but um that has gotten me into some stuff too because then it's be like oh well you didn't even have to lie about that because it's something so small and i was like i'm trying to to spare feelings but it's like maybe me lying about it was worse than trying to spare your feelings Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i'm trying to learn to you know just be honest in 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 everything now Mm -hmm. um because because either way like at least at least if you're honest and they're upset with you then at least you can live with yourself Mm -hmm. you know rather than trying to explain away why you had to lie in the first place that's uh something that i had to go through mm-hmm. recently as well um so you you mentioned just uh the, you know being real with yourself dealing with your yeah. own stuff before you even get into a relationship that's yeah. that's really good advice yeah. um learning someone more deeply taking the time yeah taking the time Ooh. before you uh want to commit yourself to that person mm. um sometimes you get that uh, you get that initial oh those butterflies and you like oh, that person so much so. like oh my god you're so perfect <laughs> and then you're in a relationship and then two months go by and it's like bro now i know this person yeah. now this person is irky yeah. And and that that I think a lot of people that that happens with a lot of people. We skip the initial like get to know me stage. Yeah. 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 And so like I always used to have this this rule where I would talk to someone for the minimum of like 3 months mm-hmm. before I really want to be in a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Because after 3 months, you know, like a couple months, you get the honeymoon phase and you really like that person and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you start to get to a sense of who they are, their habits, their, you know, things like that. Um, and that's when you should make a decision if you want to be with that person or not. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let anybody rush you into a relationship. That's mm-hmm. something else that I had to deal with where someone gave me an ultimatum. It's like, oh, you know, if we're going to, we need to gonna be together or I'm going to leave. And then I'm like, well, dang, that's unfortunate, you know, because <laughs> I don't think I'm at the place. 
to be like, yeah, we should be together. Um, and then rushed into a relationship and it didn't work out. Mm. So like getting, taking the, like taking the time, being patient Mm. will definitely help you get into a better relationship. Um, take granted, this is all coming from someone who is single and has not had a great relationship from two people who fucked up in a ton of relationships like you know we're not relationship experts we don't know how to get this right (laughs) i'm still messing up on some days you know but we're just thinking about it and we're trying to help people who are just like us Mm -hmm. you know who don't Mm -hmm. know where to start don't know what to think about it and just to maybe start thinking like you don't have to do anything about it today Mm -hmm. even tomorrow but you can start thinking about it at least and learning from our mistakes because we've made plenty so that you don't have to so yeah (laughs) that's what our parents said and we never listened we want our own goddamn experiences they were like but I'm giving you mine they're like no but I I still have to feel it with my flesh and they're like yes and then we come calling back you were right the whole time and they're just sitting there with their teeth yeah I know (laughs) yeah I know but you had to figure it out your own I mean that's a I mean that's necessary I guess Mm -hmm. to a certain extent but you know yeah um Learn from our mistakes because I've made a lot of mistakes in relationships, hence why I'm single. But another thing to add on to that, don't accept people's timelines of when you should be with someone. Like, because I be like, sometimes I find myself being ashamed to say I'm 30 and single. But it's like, bro, first off, when you get to 30, you realize how young you still are. Because when you're like 21, you'd be like, oh my God, when I turn 30, I'm going to be old. Like, bro. Calm yeah. down with that. You are not old when you're 30. Mm. Um, uh, you never really feel old until your mm. body starts to turn on you. That's when you feel old. But, yeah. like, your mind never really feels mm. old. And then um, don't don't try to be those people who, um, oh, I got to be married by this age. I got to have kids by this age. Because then you'll start settling for people that yeah. maybe you shouldn't. You know, like those those constructs, we got to get rid of those things. Yeah. Uh, I know it comes. It really comes from a time in which um, um, back in the day mm-hmm. where people were getting married in, in their teens, mm-hmm. you My know. Yeah. And so like when they got to 25 and not married, they start panicking. Yeah. You know, like we first off, our life expectancy is way longer now. Yeah. And um, when you're in your teens, you're still a child now. Yeah. Like back in then, you were an adult. But now you're still a child in your teens. So be patient with yourself and don't don't let those timelines define you and your relationships, man, because you could be rushing into a relationship with someone now and then you mess around, get older, and you meet someone who you really want to be with, but now you're stuck. Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> As he takes a sip of his drink. Take a sip of his drink. Okay, so we are almost towards the end of this episode. Let's talk about your upcoming book, To Be Black and Human. What inspired you to publish this book? Oh, so um, one of my very good friends, Veronica Tugalaba, she mm-hmm. is a very good author. Mm-hmm. And um, she she's one of those people that you have some people that believe in you more than you believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. She's one of those people. She's amazing. And uh, she always sends me these chapbook contests. Mm-hmm. She's like, publish your stuff. Like, submit your stuff. You can get mm-hmm. published. You can get published. And I'm like, 
I don't know. It's always been though um, a bucket list item of mine to to become an author because I like to read, mm-hmm. and it'll be so just dope to just just on a very surface level. It would be just dope to have a book with my name on it. Yeah. That would be so cool, yeah. something to be proud of. So that is one aspect of it. Um, I, I really got pushed to do it um, from like finally caving in like okay i'm gonna submit my stuff to a chapbook thing Mm -hmm. and then once i started editing it's kind of fun it's kind of fun to sit there Mm -hmm. and try to like decorate the page with your words and take stuff out and i like like i started to read more poetry books and Mm -hmm. get inspired from that so i'm like yo i could i could make a book Mm -hmm. so that helps and then it's like you know some stuff that like i just want people to know i just want people to know about the world about about me i want to i want to i want to leave my mark here mm. you know i want to leave my mark here um in this realm mm. and i think that me making a book would definitely be a step in that direction because you know all of us are going to go away from this realm but i want to leave something behind and mm. I, I think that's one thing that i want to leave here mm. yeah okay yeah so shout out to veronica she's going to be a guest in the next coming months on the show and you'll get to hear all about her but we are getting into z from baltimore's poetry episode in the meantime give them your instagram handle like how do they get up close and personal they may not see your real life but they may Mm. see snapshots (laughs) of what seems to be real okay um first off thank you again for having me here i love you deeply um i love your show i love love your space um your friendship and all of these things i'm getting emotional (laughs) (laughs) but thank you for having me um and um, everyone, you can follow me at on Instagram at Z from Baltimore, all one word. Mm-hmm. Look me up on YouTube. I'm still working on my YouTube channel, Z from Baltimore, three different words. And um, if you want to look me up on Facebook, man, my name is Zarki Edwards, Z-A-R-Q-U-I Edwards. And that's where I am all across the virtual realm. Oh, and also um, we have a new collective group. Mm-hmm. called the lyrical lounge mm-hmm. uh we host um open mics every saturday at in chinatown mm-hmm. and we have an instagram where we do weekly challenges right now so we'll give you a topic and you get a week we just post all of the videos so you can find us there on instagram at the lyrical dot lounge mm. yes and you guys will get to see more of Z as he publishes his book and continues to move. The journey with the Umpo family is super close to him. So it's not someone who you'll see once in a while on the show. This is someone you'll definitely see a lot of and hear a lot from. Thank you so much for sharing and getting into the hot seat. I know it can be a little bit much, but you know it comes from a place of love. I love it. I and love it. his handle will be in our episode notes go ahead and be a Patreon member. I mean, Z's the only Patreon member right now. <laughs> first. I'm first. I love it. <laughs> okay. And that is it from us, JWM family. Until then, makulukwe kiyotaba ribuile. Aloha.